Welcome to Health Club with Julia. I'm your host, health coach, and registered dietitian, Julia Campagna. I'm on a mission to bridge the gap between looking your best and living your life to the fullest. After years of over-dieting, struggling with disordered eating, and destroying my social life, I finally found how to reach my dream physique without sacrificing the things I love. Now I'm sharing all my strategies and education with you. We'll be talking all things health, including hormones, metabolism, and lifestyle to help you cut out the confusion and start living. So get cozy and join the club. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Health Club with Julia podcast. I am so happy you are here. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite topics today, and that has to do with female hormones. And actually, side note, fun fact for everybody who doesn't know, hormones is like my passion. I love talking about female hormones. And I know that that's like a big thing now. I feel like more recently that has become a a lot more popular, like female hormone health. But I love talking about female hormone health. And actually my thesis for my dietetics master's degree was on female hormone health. And that's kind of like during my dietetics degree, that's where I became really passionate about it. And I just love it so much. There's so many things that I can talk about. I love the topic. So if you have anything with like that you're struggling hormonally with and you want answers to or just want more insight on, please leave a comment below talking about or like just saying what you want to see more about hormone health. And I would love to talk about that because I love the topic of female hormone health so much. And it's actually something that I'm wanting to go into more. So like my Instagram page and everything, I want that to be more like hormone focused because that's a passion of mine. And I want to just branch out and do more of that. So yeah, hopefully um, you guys will catch up on on that and like see that more in my Instagram stuff. Um, But anyway, to the topic, I want to talk about PMS today. And I want to talk about what is normal PMS because so many of us have, I mean, it's very common to have PMS. Yes, for sure. But so many people suffer through their PMS when they don't need to. And they think that it's normal because I feel like we just kind of normalize like terrible PMS. Like that's the new norm when it's not true. You do not have to suffer from horrible PMS every single cycle. That would suck. Um, I'm somebody who did suffer from that for a bit, but now I can get my period and like, yeah, I have some cramping on day one, but then I'm good to go and I'm fine. Um, and I don't get any other like terrible symptoms either. And so you don't either. And I want to talk about what normal is so we can stop normalizing terrible PMS. And when I mean PMS for those who need more insight. Things like cramps, moodiness or mood swings, energy dips, fatigue, all that. So we'll we'll dive into all of that. But I feel like when, if you go to the doctor, right, and you're like, I have terrible cramps or I get really moody, I feel really tired all the time, most doctors will just prescribe or recommend birth control to cover that. And A, that can either make it worse or B, it's just a band-aid for those problems. And I'm going to say probably nine out of 10 times you'd be prescribed birth control. And that is not the solution for your bad PMS because chances are, like I said, number one, it could make it worse. And number two, if you then go on it and then try to come off of it again, you're still going to have those PMS symptoms and potentially worse PMS symptoms than when you, before you got on it. So 
don't just trust your doctor's word by like, oh, birth control is the answer to that. No, it's just it's just covering up what's happening instead of actually getting to the root cause and actually trying to help it. So eventually you will have to come to terms with finding the root cause of that. Eventually, whether you start going on birth control or not, eventually you will have to find what that root cause is to actually get rid of your terrible PMS. So the let's let's go over some basics, right? So the there's four phases in the menstrual cycle. So a cycle is anywhere from 28 to 35 days is that's considered a normal cycle. And when I say cycle, I don't mean just the bleeding cycle. A lot of times people think like a 28 day cycle, like that's a really long time. No, I'm not talking about just the bleed. I'm talking about all of the phases together when I say your menstrual cycle. So it's anywhere from 28 to 35 days. That's considered normal. You have your menstrual phase, which is the bleeding phase. So that's self-explanatory. So that's phase one. Phase two is your follicular phase. This is seven to 10 days long. And this is where your estrogen and progesterone start to rise. So during your menstrual phase, so that first phase, all your hormones dip. They're at the lowest. That's when, you know, then you have your bleed. And then during your follicular phase, they start to rise again. So they're coming back up. Then you have the third phase, which is your ovulatory phase. So this only lasts like three to four days long, typically. And this is where your estrogen, your progesterone, and your testosterone are at their peak. So this is the height of your energy. This is where if you have ever looked into hormones, or even if you haven't looked into hormones, if you're ovulating, this is where you feel the best. Like you can feel a shift in your energy. You feel the most energized you ever have during your cycle. You feel a lot more confident during this phase. You want to go out and do more things. You're just like more social and and feeling a lot better in your own skin. So this is like where all your hormones are at their peak, you're feeling your best, all is well with the world. Then you have your luteal phase, which is the fourth phase. And this can be broken up into, I like to split up into two different phases. You have early luteal phase and then late luteal phase. Your late luteal phase is where your energy drops because hormones, again, are dipping down. Not their lowest yet until you bleed, but pretty, pretty low. That's where you're getting that drop in hormones. And so you're feeling pretty shitty about yourself then. Then more of that negative self-talk comes out, feeling a little bit more puffy. You're getting some of those PMS symptoms. And so that happens in your late luteal phase. Now, the here's the thing with, with PMS and with your cycle in general. First of all, PMS is premenstrual syndrome. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that is like before you menstruate, before you actually bleed, you're getting these symptoms. So side note, I don't know if I mentioned that, but we have a rhythm to our bodies. Unlike males who stay pretty consistent throughout like they don't have the hormonal changes that we do we have like a cycle we have a rhythm that we go through and they call this the infradiant rhythm where we are not the same day to day we have fluctuations we have pms that comes up we have points where we feel really really good like our ovulatory phase so we are not the same day to day we follow this like rhythm this cyclical cycle and that's okay that we're not the same day today, but the thing that you need to notice is that it should not debilitate you. 
your PMS should not be debilitating. It should not keep you in bed all day. It should not keep you from getting up and cooking dinner. Like it should not keep you from doing basic everyday things. It should not keep you from working during the day. And if it is doing those things, if it is really debilitating you and keeping you like bedridden, then there's an issue. So I'm going to go over some abnormal signs and then some normal signs of PMS. So abnormal signs of PMS. If you get any of these, you got to get your labs checked or come talk to me and we need to have a chat. But abnormal signs of PMS, vomiting, number one. So if you're vomiting during your late luteal or early menstrual phase, that's an issue. It should not be causing nausea, stomach upset. It should not be that bad that it is causing these things. Unless you have something like endometriosis, where that's a whole nother topic of conversation, you might have some vomiting with something as severe as that. But if you just have no like actual diagnosed issues, you should not be vomiting late luteal phase or your menstrual phase. So that's one abnormal sign. Another abnormal sign is severe mood swings, anxiety, irritability. Yes, to some degree, if you're having some mood swings, if you're just feeling a little bit low energy, a little bit more self-conscious, a little bit more emotional, that's okay. But if you're just like scrolling on your phone and like you see a cute thing and you just start bawling, crying, that's not typically normal. If you're having severe mood swings where you are getting really angry and then like the next minute you're fine and you're happy, or if you get really, really bad doses of anxiety, these are problems. If you're a bitch on your period, that's not okay, simply put. This can be a sign of something like estrogen dominance. There could be other issues going on as well, but these are signs of abnormalities within your cycle. Another one is your cramps. If they are debilitating, like I already said, if they keep you bedridden, if you cannot get up out of bed and you have to stay in bed with a heating pad on, that's not normal. Yes, cramping is normal to have mild cramping, that's fine. But if it is severe cramping and you are doubled over in pain and you have to pop four, five, six Advil in a whole day just to keep you stable, that's not okay. You need to get some things checked out and see what's going on a little bit deeper. And the fourth thing is severe period poops. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about poop because that's part of my job. Um, And I don't feel weird talking about it. But it is normal to feel constipated before your period comes. We have things, this hormone called prostaglandins that can kind of cause this. And so it's normal to feel constipated. And then it is normal to have some period poops afterwards. Because again, hormones are the lowest, all that, like you're shedding, your lining, everything, like all, all is going as it should within your cycle. So somewhat normal. But if you're having period poops where like you – Again, more debilitating ones where you can go like 30 minutes to an hour without having to run to the bathroom, not normal. If you're running to the bathroom all day long at the beginning of your period, that's abnormal. We don't want that. We want to be able to poop regularly (laughs) and get on with our day. So if you're having severe period poops, another sign of abnormal PMS. So those are some, there could be more in there as well, but these are some more common abnormal signs that I see. Now I want to talk about what is normal. So obviously we went over the abnormal things. 
what, you know, how can I know if my cycle is normal? What, what, what signs of normal PMS are there? So during your pre-menstruation, so before you start to bleed, and this is in your late luteal phase, if you're experiencing things like you're feeling hungrier, that's normal. Our metabolism does increase anywhere from 8 to 10% during this part of our cycle, and so we will naturally be hungrier, and that is a-okay. So that is a very normal sign of your PMS. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing going to debilitate you. You're just feeling a little bit hungry, and honestly, you should eat more if you're feeling hungrier. Your body needs that. So that's okay if you eat a little bit more during this time. If you're feeling a little bit more hungry, a lot of times people will come to me or even clients have said like, I'm so hungry before my period. What can I do to subside that? I'm like, don't try to like subside that and get rid of it. Just eat a little bit more. It's okay. Your body is telling you that it needs more food. Your metabolism is actually increasing. So you might need a little bit more food during this time. And that is okay. So that is a normal sign if you're feeling hungrier. If you're feeling a little bit more fatigued, that's also very normal. Like I had mentioned, your hormones dip in your late luteal phase and into your menstruation phase, but premenstrual phase, they are dipping down. They are pretty low. So you're going to feel a little bit less energized. You're going to feel a little bit more tired and want to just kind of sit around on the couch. That's pretty normal. That's okay. Again, as long as you are not like struggling to get out of bed where you literally can't get up because you're so tired, that's abnormal. But if you're just feeling a little bit more fatigued, you need a little bit more rest time, you just want to lay down a little bit more, that's normal. Nothing wrong with that. A fourth pre-menstruation normal PMS symptom is a dip in mood and energy. And I already kind of alluded to this, but like if you're having some dips in mood, if you're not feeling the most outgoing, if you're not feeling the happiest, if you're feeling a little bit more self-conscious, that's normal. Again, it shouldn't be like where you're tearing yourself apart, where like you're saying the most nastiest things to yourself or to somebody else. Like if you are yelling to your significant other that he's a piece of shit, you know, not so normal. You shouldn't be at that anger level. Um, And same um, goes with energy. If you're feeling like, again, you just kind of want to lay down a little bit more, chill out a little bit more, those are normal signs. A fourth normal sign of premenstruation is lower gym performance. So because your, your hormones are lower at this point, because your energy is lower, because your mood is lower, you're a little bit more hungry, you're a little bit more fatigued, your gym performance might go down a little bit as well. So you might realize that the weight you, that you did the week before is feeling a bit heavier now. That's okay. Just in that circumstance, just lower your weight. You can still work out. And I know cycle syncing workouts is a huge topic in the social media field right now and like what to do, what not to do. Um, but it doesn't have to be that deep. Unless you're somebody who's really struggling with irregular periods and irregular cycles, like a couple of my clients had been, I did have them actually cycle sync and like take extra rest days and do more things like Pilates or yoga instead of lifting during that time. However, if you have normal cycles, like lengthwise and bleeding wise and everything's normal, it's just your PMS, you don't necessarily have to totally cycle sync. Just lower your weights, lower your intensity during that time if you're feeling like you're a little bit more fatigued and your gym performance is suffering. There's points and times where 
that might not happen. So for me, for example, sometimes I feel a little bit less energy and, and my gym performance is down a little bit more. And so I'll, I'll drop the weight that I'm using. I'll still go to the gym, my regularly scheduled four days a week. I'll still do that. I'll still do some cardio and walking, but I'll just lower the weights that I'm using to lower the intensity. Other times though, there's some cycles where I feel really great and I can actually hit PRs in my premenstrual phase. And I, there's like my gym performance does not suffer at all. And so if you're not suffering, don't feel like you need to drop your weight down. Just see how your body is reacting during that cycle. Every cycle might be different as well. And so just see how your body's reacting during that specific cycle. And if you need to lower your training volume or intensity or weights or whatever, if you need to, by all means, that is totally okay. And it is very normal to have lower gym performance during this time. So those are all pre-menstrual normal PMS symptoms. Now, during menstruation, during your actual bleeding phase, what is considered normal? Number one, some cramping without needing pain meds. If you are popping pills, like I've already mentioned, if you're just popping pills all day because you're in that much pain, abnormal. If you have some cramping, but you don't necessarily need pain meds, maybe you need to put a heating pad on and just relax for a little bit longer. That's okay. As long as it's not debilitating you, as long as you can still up and get uh, or continue to do like your everyday things that you need to do and you're not popping pills all day long, you're okay. That's fine. Very normal to have some cramping as long as it's not debilitating you and keeping you bedridden. Another normal thing during your menstruation is again, feeling a little bit more hungry um, until your hormones kind of come up and you shed that lining and you go through this menstrual phase, you might feel that, especially in the beginning of your menstrual phase, the first couple of days, one, two, maybe three days, you might feel that. And then it should start to subside and your hormones start to come up. And then you start to enter more of your follicular phase. And so then things change. But during your early menstrual phase, you might still feel a little bit more hungry. And again, that's totally fine. Just eat a little bit more if you need to. And then third normal sign during your menstrual phase is again similar to your premenstrual phase is that dip in energy and mood especially again during your early menstrual phase your first one two three days of your bleed you might feel a little bit more tired you might just want to lay down a little bit more and not do as much physically and that is a-okay totally fine nothing wrong with that so if you're feeling that if you're experiencing that just lay low a little bit more don't go out try to just you know relax give yourself a little bit of peace, have some self-care, take a bath, watch your favorite Netflix show, whatever it looks like for you. Um, giving yourself a little bit more rest is totally fine and sometimes very, very needed. And that's a-okay. So those are normal menstrual signs. Now, here's a question that I have gotten a couple of times actually. And so that is you know, I'm on birth control and I'm still getting some PMS. Why am I getting PMS on birth control? So here's the thing. If you didn't know, on birth control, you're not, your hormones are not fluctuating as they would without birth control. So without birth control, we have dips and like spikes in our hormones. So it's kind of like a roller coaster, picture a roller coaster, if you will. On birth control, it's kind of flat lines. You don't really have dips and you don't really have spikes in your hormones. It's just kind of flat. That is because you're getting medicated fake hormones pumped in, not regular ones. So it kind of subsides your regular hormone regulation and you're just working on synthetic hormones that are now entering your body. So they don't really change much during that. 
So when you have a period bleed on birth control, it's not technically a period bleed. You're bleeding because of a withdrawal from the medication, a withdrawal from these exogenous hormones. So you're having this withdrawal. It's causing you to bleed. That's also causing your PMS to happen because you're having then on a snap of a finger, a sudden drop in these hormones because you're no longer taking the pill that is giving your body these hormones. So then you don't have them. And so you have a really sudden drop in these exogenous hormones causing more PMS to come out. And then you'll go back and take like your week one pill again and those PMS symptoms should subside, go away. So most of the time when you're having some PMS on birth control, it's just because of the withdrawal from the pill. So I want to clarify that because I have gotten that question a few times. And so hopefully that helps understand why you're having any sort of symptoms if you're on birth control, because technically you don't have a period, but you're having this withdrawal. So it's kind of giving you that same effect. And so now we've gone over all these things. We've gone over abnormal signs, normal signs, all the things. I want to go over how to support your PMS. How can you actually support and have better PMS if you're someone who struggles with PMS? So there's a few things that you can do. This is really going to be dependent on the person. So you know, there's not like an exact thing that you need to follow specifically because everybody's cycle is different. Everybody's symptoms are different. And so what might work for one person might not work for somebody else. And you might need a different approach based on your specific symptoms and what you're experiencing with your cycle. So disclaimer there that not everything might work for you, but these are some things to take into consideration that you can try and see if it helps your PMS. So number one is a multivitamin or a fish oil. Make sure the fish oil has EPA, DHA, important note. And then you can also try taking magnesium. So those are some supplements that might help. Again, I don't want to give more supplement recommendations because certain ones are specific to certain symptoms and what you're experiencing. But these are kind of broad supplements for, you know, everybody can take them. There really aren't any side effects and they can help improve your PMS. So multivitamin, multivitamin, fish oil with EPA, DHA, and then also try magnesium. So those are three supplements that you can try. The second thing that you can try is to track your cycle. Honestly, this is very important. If you struggle with PMS, I want you to start tracking your cycle and track the symptoms that you're experiencing, especially the week leading up to your period. So not only does this bring awareness to where you're at cycle-wise, but it can also bring awareness to the, uh, the symptoms you're experiencing, when you're experiencing them, how severe those experiences are. And so it, it's kind of like a log. And so you have more data. The more data you have, the more insights you can get into what do I need to do to help it or what's normal, what's not normal. Is this every single cycle? Is it just a random cycle that this is happening? So there's a lot of insight that that can give you. So start tracking your cycle and tracking the symptoms, especially the week leading up to your actual period. And with that, I also want you to track your stress and how busy you are leading up to and the beginning of your menstrual menstruation phase. So 
if you have really high bouts of stress, if you are super, super busy, this can also impact your PMS symptoms that you're experiencing. So track how busy you are, how stressed you are. Does that also coincide with the symptoms that you're logging? Are you having worse symptoms when you're logging higher stress? So that's just more data points for you to have when you're tracking. So those are some things that you can do as well to kind of get get a feel on how your PMS symptoms are and how often you actually experience those PMS symptoms. You can also track things like your mood, your energy levels, the severity of cramps, all those kinds of things. So just track everything that you're experiencing and track it for more than one cycle. Like you want to try to get an idea of what's happening. Is it every single time? Is it not? Etc. So tip number two is start tracking your cycle and symptoms that you're getting. Number three is to look into your workouts. Again, I mentioned, you know, if you're somebody who has pretty normal cycles, you don't really need to change your training much. If you're somebody who does experience really bad PMS, really irregular cycles, either the length or heavy bleeding or whatever it is, if you're having abnormal signs in either PMS or your general cycle, you want to look into your workouts a bit more. So how intense are you going? How often are you going? Kind of see what's going on and are you doing too much? Do you need to pull back? Those are some things to think about. Your late luteal phase for those experiencing bad PMS in the short term, you might want to back off. Now, this doesn't mean that it's forever that you're backing off during your luteal phase. You don't always have to like just do Pilates yoga or more rest days during your luteal phase. But if you're experiencing really bad PMS for the short term, back off a little bit. Lower your intensity, lower the weight, give yourself extra rest days, maybe not do lifting, maybe do more light, low impact movement for your body. Short term. It might suck if you're used to going pretty like heavy and intense in the gym. It's going to suck and you're not going to be used to like taking extra rest, but it could be really, really beneficial for you. And that short-term sacrifice that you might have to make will help in the long-term overall with your hormone health. So if you're somebody who experiences really bad PMS, just back off of your training, lower your intensity a bit more, especially during your luteal phase, especially your late luteal phase and into the early menstrual phase. And another thing to note with this is if you're not going too intense anyway, it doesn't always apply. So if you're not training hard enough to begin with, then this doesn't really apply to you. So just side note with that, if you're somebody who goes intense like very often, this is definitely going to apply to you if you're experiencing bad PMS. But for somebody who just kind of does Pilates, does yoga on the regular every day, and you're not really going into the gym and being really intense with your training, this might not apply to you. So side note there with your training. Um, But the fourth thing that you can try to do to help with your PMS is look into your nutrition. Food is medicine. They say that for a reason because it really is true that the way that you eat directly impacts the way that your body functions. And so you want to try to fill in any nutrition gaps that you have. So a couple things for you to focus on with PMS and in increasing, not increasing your PMS, what's the word? Improving, that's that's the word. Improving your PMS are things like fiber. So having more fiber in your diet can help. That can help kind of excrete more estrogen too. So it helps with estrogen dominance. So number one is fiber. Number two is green vegetables. 
lots of nutrients and green veggies and a lot of people don't get enough. So check in. Are you having a decent amount of green veggies? What is your veggie intake like overall? It's a good question to ask yourself. Maybe you need to increase your nutrient needs. Number three is having omega-3 filled foods. So things like nuts, seeds, salmon, Um, Some other ones, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, those are great in omega-3. So increase your omega-3 filled foods. That can also help with PMS. And then in terms of like vitamins, another thing that you can either take or make sure you're getting enough in your diet is B vitamins. This can greatly impact your PMS symptoms and help improve them as well. So nutritionally, those are some things that you can focus on. Fiber, vegetables, especially green veggies, omega-3 filled foods, and vitamin B foods as well. So Those are my four top tips. Again, there's more that I could list out to help with your PMS, but then it gets into more specifics and what you're actually experiencing. So if you have really bad PMS, if you are someone who constantly feels like your cramping is so bad, you get really, really moody all the time, you really are so fatigued that you don't want to get out of bed during your late luteal, early menstrual phase, let's talk about it because there's a lot of other things that I could suggest for you, but I need to know more about your specific situation. So I hope that this was helpful for anybody who does experience PMS and also bringing awareness to what is normal versus what's abnormal. I want to stop normalizing bad PMS. A lot of it is made as like a joke, like, oh, she's so moody. She's on her period. That's a joke, but we've kind of normalized that and I want to step away from that because you should not be a bitch. You should not be super, super moody during your late luteal or early menstrual phase. So let's stop normalizing abnormal PMS and let's take care of our bodies to have more normal and better PMS. So hopefully this was helpful. Again, if you are somebody who suffers from PMS and needs a little bit more insight, needs a little bit more help, feel free to leave a comment or DM me on Instagram. I will be glad to kind of dive in a little bit more with you and see what's going on and see how I can help or what suggestions I have for you there. But otherwise, that's it for this episode and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Health Club with Julia podcast. If you love the episode, share the podcast and tag me and subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM. Thanks for being a part of the club. See you next time.